you ready to uncover the power within you? Are you ready to kick butt at life? Are you ready to get this party started? This is Shut Up and Grind. If it's about fitness, women's empowerment, personal development, small business marketing, relationships, Robert B. Foster is talking about it. Robert is a gym owner. He went from foreclosure to multiple six figures in 12 months. Helped thousands of women shed weight and inches while becoming more confident. And a six times gold medalist in the Transplant Games of America. Get ready for Shut Up and Grind. Here's your host, Robert B. Foster. Right. Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode number 23 of Shut Up and Grind with your host, yours truly, Robert B. Foster. So how's everybody feeling out there today? Because I am feeling pretty good. My daughter told me I'm on next level energy today. So I'm feeling good. Been playing music all day long and ready to bring you a fabulous show today. So joining me, I have I have this woman, Nicole, and she is the psychic mind-body fitness expert. So through psychic readings, she helps her clients identify the root cause of the weight gain, muscle imbalances, and muscle weakness. She then tailors her fitness programs to address those needs so her clients can break through and reach their goals. I'm going to bring her on in one second, because remember here, our motto is MEET, M-E-E-T. We're going to keep it motivational, educational, entertaining, and if you apply what we teach you, it can be transformational. So without further ado, let me bring in Nicole. I know your name is hyphenated, and I don't want to screw it up, so we'll just say Nicole Davis. Welcome (laughs) to the show. Hi. Thanks, Rob. (laughs) It's good to see you. Nice to see you as well. How'd I do with the intro? That was awesome, actually. That was really awesome. (laughs) All right. Good, good. So a mind-body psychic fitness expert. What the hell does that mean? (laughs) So (laughs) as we were just talking a little bit before the show started, I started teaching group fitness when I was 18. And um, I had always given psychic readings on the side. It was kind of just just like something I'd always done. And um, as I grew into uh, more and more of a trainer, I, I got certified as a trainer about seven years ago. And that's when I literally like something was ta- talking to me, like a Holy Spirit was saying, you know, you need to work with people differently. You need to focus on the entire being, not just I started teaching part of that person. Sorry, I just turned on the live feed and that's why. <laughs> just I'm like, any questions wow, it sounds up. like me in another world. Like, <laughs> I'm hearing things again. <laughs> I, I thought I turned it all the way down, but apparently I didn't. All right, sorry, carry on. That's okay. Um, as I, you know, as I got more uh, personal training certifications under my belt and metabolic te- uh, uh, technology and information under my belt, um, you know, Holy Spirit was saying, you have to work with people differently than you have been. We have other messages for you. So um, I started looking for facilities I could train people at that had spa facilities so I could use their room to give readings on the side and then guide my clients outside of that. All right, Um, hold hold on, let me jump in here. So 
for the people who are tu tuning in, make sure you guys stay, right? You can spend an hour binge watching net Netflix, right? Take the time to listen to this entire broadcast. So let's let let's not gloss over the psychic part. How did you how did you know that you could do that? So uh, my parents, you know, like everyone has an imaginary friend, you know, uh, and I, I think growing up, you just kind of like start talking to the trees or the leaves and it's like they're talking back to you. But what I realized was I was actually um, doing a lot of uh, reading with people and they, my parents took video of me like walking through and talking. I was actually, in retrospect, I realized I was talking to the souls of the people who owned the farm my house was built on. And they were advising me about, you know, how to grow plants and sunshine, the amount of water you should put in, all these things. And as I got older, I just started meditating. I went to an ashram. And in that experience, it started to really, I had sent that guru um, love and compassion because I did believe in energetic healing even then. I wasn't attuned at the time as a Reiki practitioner. That happened much later. But uh, when I did that, he sent it right back to me system after system, you know, the, the legs, the hips, the stomach, the lungs, the heart, system after system. And I thought, wow, I, I not only felt that, but I could see the light coming up through my body. So I started doing um, just readings on the side, uh, little fairs and psychic fairs, holistic centers and things like that. It was really strange though, because I had a different career I, I was in a very different career, but on the side, I always taught group fitness. I always gave readings. And, um, you know, it just became apparent to me that there were things that were acceptable when, you know, you give readings and things that weren't. So I wasn't always telling people that I knew about it. It was in certain circles. Gotcha. Um, and then my sister said, you know, we have to do something with you. So she and I joined something called Psy Research in Mayapak, New York, and we studied things like alchemy, cranial sacral therapy, uh, everything, iridology, um, we studied massage techniques, we studied healing, all different kinds of healing modalities, and, uh, and that kind of grew. So the ability just grew in my teens. And again, I didn't feel comfortable sharing that in any of the professions that I was otherwise involved in, but it was just always there and I didn't realize how. Why not though? Why, why, why not share it in the nineties? Why, why were you when you're working with What made me uncomfortable? Yeah. Um, because when you are trying to, so I had a different life in television. I was an image consultant and wardrobe stylist for 12 years. Okay. I was working with very, very high powered female anchor women, uh, talent men and women. And when you want to get known in a field for one thing, it was not cool to then say, oh, you know, I also read people, you know, it's gotcha. like, you know, you know, you, you, you're kind of like borderline discrediting yourself in that industry. So gotcha. I had to kind of take a step back and say, what do I want here? Which was fine because it allowed me to uh, do these different things, you know, on the side without a lot of attention and scrutiny and criticism. I was able to grow my own practice um, and and not have the fear of retribution of anyone's opinion. Mm. You know, it was yes. just kind of like a natural growth thing. So, okay. does that and answer your question? Yes, yeah. <laughs> no, because that, that holds back so many people from a lot of different things is that fear of rejection. Yes. Or, or just like criticism, like, you know, that's weird. I, and I, I can even remember my mother, the first, 
you know, time I experienced group fitness and was teaching group fitness and I was coming home like flop sweat all over me. And my mother's like, you're crazy. You are crazy. And, um, you know, there was another time where she had, she had osteoarthritis in both knees and I put my hands on her knees and I asked, you know, please release this pain. And she was stunned, you know, so those are the reactions you didn't want to kind of like influence your development psychically. Yes. So, um, I, uh, you know, she even said to me, she's like, never do that again. You know, so that, that was the attitude way back then in well, the nineties. So, okay. yeah. So I had to kind of like rein it in for a while. Um, even as I grew my own family, my children, I didn't want them to have this, you know, uh, kind of weirdness around our family. Almost. Huh? Like a stigma almost. Exactly. Yeah. I wanted them to just grow up to have like a normal childhood. And then, you know, when they were old enough to kind of like defend their position or tell them the truth about what I do, that's when I went back to work and I started to really take into account what I was seeing in people's bodies. I had studied human anatomy as a Reiki practitioner and artist as, um, as a group fitness instructor. So I started seeing things in the body, but that's, that's the progression. It was just like, there was no one uh, moment that I went, oh, I'm psychic, you know, oh, you know, like yeah. it was, it was always there. It was just how did I want it to grow and develop so that I could help you humans, you know, in the best way I could. And this, this was the way. So. All right. So when did you first get the idea to splice the two between <laughs> psychic and fitness? Well, I, so I just said that I, I'm also a Reiki master and yep. Like I said, I found um, a gym. I had actually worked there many, many years before, but they had installed spa facilities. So I was able to rent rooms and give Reiki to my personal training clients as well for, as- For people that don't know, explain what Reiki is, please. Okay, so Reiki is an ancient uh, Tibetan healing technique. Uh, you don't need to be, you could do it long distance. You don't need to have your hands on the person. Hands-on is helpful at, at times, but basically um, it's a Tibetan system that was uh, that not created, discovered by a man named Dr. Usui. And I think it was 1939. And he, um, he was uh, the head of a, I guess, a Christian Academy. And in a in a, a conference they had with their students, one of the students asked, you know, why don't we have more healers in the world? And that led him on something like a 21 year search. And he huh. roamed the world trying to find the methodology that Jesus used to heal uh, people. And he came across uh, Reiki and um, he went on like a, again, like a seven day or long fast up in the mountains of Tibet. And he was sent symbols to help people open their energy centers to be receptive to the Reiki ray because it's a very high uh, frequency. And um, so that started out in Japan, but then eventually a woman named Mrs. Takata brought it to Hawaii. She attuned several people in Hawaii, then they brought it to the United States, you know, one thing after another kind of like rolled out, but that, that was like in the forties, you know? Yeah. So now it's pretty prevalent. Um, even, uh, patient advocacy groups are, you know, have nurses trained in Reiki in order to give Reiki in hospitals, you know, all over the world. So, yeah. Okay. So now you use this for weight loss. So how, how did you come up with your weight loss philosophy? Okay. So, you know, if you've done anything for 30 years, you kind of see a pattern. 
don't you think? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so in that 30 years, I was really, really successful in helping women and men get off of high blood pressure medication, diabetes medication. I helped them with their hypertension and we got their muscle balance uh, back and, um, you know, coordination was on point. Their endurance improved like you guys do. But there were a certain segment of people that you would see uh, come to the gym every day religiously and nothing changed, you know, uh, and you're thinking, okay, they say they have a good diet. So I started to, um, like I said uh, before the show, I started to look for more education about metabolism because there was so many so many things flying around the magic pills and the great mm. shakes and this diet and that workout modality. And, um, you know, I knew people that had literally tried everything <laughs> and they couldn't lose an ounce, you know, yeah. and some of the people that I had helped train and lost 50, 60 pounds were gaining it back. And, you know, as a fitness professional, you're just wondering like, you know, I have 30 years of certifications and, and renewals and outside education and metabolism and behavior. And what are, what are we missing here? What is going on? You know, like <laughs> we have literally millions of ways to lose weight and we're not doing it. So what is going on? So, uh, I started giving more and more readings to my clients that, uh, and I'd ask specifically, you know, how can we, heal this person's weight gain or help them uh, transcend their, their current weight and get to a place where their healthy weight is the natural norm. And I would be consistently led, you'd think like, oh, I'd be led to the pancreas first, the stomach maybe, you know, mm. uh, adrenal glands. No, I was consistently led back into the brain mm. over and over and over again. And what I started uh, documenting and kind of like writing down were these um, electric impulses from the brain down into the body. And uh, then I started learning more and more. I did more research about emotions and the brain and uh, how we retain, how we learn and how we store emotions in the brain and how those emotions and experiences uh, actually affect the neurotransmitters that affect metabolism. Yeah. So here we all here we all are. We're trying to affect metabolism physically with, you know, our, our exercise, our workouts, our diets. But the reality is none of that will stay in a sustainable state unless we change the thought patterns that created that weight gain to begin with. So um, then after researching a bit of that, I started experimenting and doing something called I, I created a subconscious conversation with. Uh, in a therapeutic sense with my clients. And even they were stunned at uh, the fact that their body was holding on to certain emotions that created the chemical imbalance in the brain that perpetuated weight gain. Okay. So um, that's how I got to that point. Like it was, you know, just apparent and evident to me that our perception of weight gain is flawed right now. Uh, mm. we're not, we're not addressing the things that we should, nor, uh, a lot of personal trainers, a lot of fitness trainers aren't well equipped to address those things. Yep. So that's why I started working more with, uh, the mind and emotions. And then there's a piece beyond this 
that involves your soul in your physical process. And every time we deny the truth of that soul, we're actually inhibiting our ability to function properly, including our metabolism. All right. So, so what's the first step to navigating through all that? Cause like I do a lot of mindset work too. And like, I tell people that I, I I'm into personal development. Fitness is the vehicle. So like I use my structure, my, my classes and you kind of equate them to life lessons. Like if I have right. someone pushing a heavy, heavy sled and I just use it into some type of analogy for some type of struggle that they're, that they're having in their life, you know? So people have to unpack what's going on up here. So what's your process for helping people navigate through all those stored emotions? So the things that usually come up, uh, you know, and I have like a five level assessment. Uh, You know, I do the traditional Park Q health history questionnaire. I do um, an emotional questionnaire, a metabolics questionnaire, and then I do the psychic readings. And the things that usually come up, people want, to um, appear bright, shiny, normal, you know. Um, so y- those aren't the things, the things that are going well in your life, ironically, are not the things that are causing your weight gain. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you want to take a look at the things in your life that are, um, all right, so I work with a lot of people who have experienced abuse, trauma, uh, they've ex- just, or they're just very sensitive people that, uh, in normal circumstances, someone else might just toss off a, a weird comment, but they in internalize it and they yeah. make it a part of them. So those are the things you know you want to take a look at. And I'll, I've had people tell me, you know, I I've given readings to people and said, you know, m- most of your anxiety or fear in in this part of your life actually relates to an event that happened when you were 17 or 18 years old. And I feel it was abusive. It was, you know, uh, in a sexual manner and, um, and their jaws drop and they're like, Oh my God, I thought I was over that. No, see, Mm -hmm. because if you were over that, you wouldn't be afraid to talk about it right now. You know, like if there's, if they, if, if you think of a negative event in your life and there's, like attention and emotional charge with it. It means you have not healed it. You have not dealt with it. Um, and so, you know, when let's say for instance, fear is high on your subconscious mind, that's telling the limbic brain, Oh, you got to shove more cortisol out there daily. Cause there's so much fear here. So when we address that, you know, and, and part of addressing that is speaking your truth. Yes. And that that goes in any any issue that you have, emotional issue you that you have. If it's fear, anger, uh, suppression of communication, if you don't feel loved or have intimacy, your truth is vital. So even if you just start by verbalizing your truth to yourself alone, that is so empowering for your soul, for the energy of your body to function normally again. And I would say, do that, you know, find what your weak point is and then speak the truth to it um, and be open for, for answers to come. Cause you'd be surprised how, um, you know, different answers will come to you that help you resolve a craving for sugar. You know, different answers will come to you naturally 
and it'll be a natural balancing act. It won't be like, oh, I'm on the sugar diet, you know, like, mm. you know, it's, it's, it's a natural yearning to do the right thing then instead of I have to impose this, I have to change my personality, I have to change who I am. It comes from the inside when you get to the truth of it. So that's, that's hard for some people though, so. Yeah, one of my clients actually, actually messaged me earlier. Like she has an issue with eating sweets, sweets at night. And she said she's working with a, a dietitian and they're, they're working on. And I told her, I said, that's your outlet for dealing with stress. Like it's not gonna change until you change the outlet that you're assigning the stress to well and and i can tell you for every craving there's a specific set of emotions that go along with that yes. craving yep. so for your client you know she's looking for recognition maybe not at work but maybe at, in her own relationships mm -hmm. uh she may be looking for additional sources of energy because her adrenal glands are lacking you know i mean i do these readings online on my own podcast periodically yep. and people are just like you know, like blown away, but this is, this is the, I call it uh, the mind body roadmap that I have like created over the years that will help people really hone in on the thing that is preventing them from physically functioning normally. And, um, you know, so I, I think especially like people who are sugar cravers, they need a pat on the back. They need a hug. They need someone to tell them, you know what, you did a great job today, you know, and that's maybe why, She's so attracted to you because you have that for her. You know, you have mm. that ability to give her that, you know, those kudos and that support and that uh, appreciation and acknowledgement. So, um, you know, keep doing that. But then there's a part of her subconscious mind that has to reconcile herself that she's never going to get the recognition from the people that she really wants. And that that has to be OK. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Does this does this sound like that person? It does. <laughs> like, as you're talking, I'm like, I'm going to make sure she, she listens to, to that part because it's yes. like, we, we pretty much, we pretty much say the same things, you know? Yes. So like, you know, people, people would ask me, you know, why are you going to bring another, another fitness professional on, on your show? And I'm like, why wouldn't I? Number one, right, right. it's like, I never claim to know everything about everything. And so I'm in the business of helping people transform. And so and God bless you for that. That's like you. phenomenal. Yeah, because like this. a lot of a lot of trainers wouldn't do that. They're like so afraid. Like, what if I lose people? I was like, listen, if somebody's better suited to train with you than me, I'm invested in that person. Yep. Have at <laughs> right? it. Have that's at why, it. That's why I'm in this. You know, it's not just about, you know, how much money can I make? Like, if, if I can't get through to someone, but you can. You know what I mean? That's why you're here because you're bringing a different point of view. Like our destinations are exactly the same, but you have a different point of view. You have a different set set of experiences and skill sets that you can offer. So like, why, why would I not bring you on? What I want to get rid of, like, and I don't know how you feel about this, but I, I want to, I just want to get rid of like the competition in our field. You know, yes. there are people that are going to be perfect for a certain trainer. And then there's going to be people that are going to be perfect for a different trainer. And we have to come to grips. We have to accept that there is an overflow of abundant, uh, abundance of people, people and yes. money that need <laughs> us. Yep. They're out there. And it's, you know, like I used to, yeah, I used to get a lot of people would be like, oh, you should meet so-and-so. She has a yoga studio over there and you should meet so-and-so. And, -so. and I call and they'd be like, oh yeah, no, I already do that. Click. 
And I'm yeah. like, <laughs> all right, whatever, you know, but um, no, God bless you because I, I really do feel that this is, um, this is a time we need to support each other in yes. any way we can. And of course I'll have you on my podcast as well. Um, but I, I want to get rid of the competition a and B, um, I want people to feel empowered to ask questions, you know, like if, if you're only about you 100% of the time and you don't introduce anyone new, then it doesn't open the conversation, you know, over the past yes. few weeks. And we just talked about this. We, we are both a member of the, uh, the uh, virtual stage challenge or whatever. And yes. in the past few weeks I've had, you know, this woman I just talked about yesterday, she was on Pasha. She does, healing with humor. You know, I had another one who's a travel agent who really believes in family. These are all healing different parts of our energetic system as it unfolds. It doesn't have to mean that I always provide the answer. I can guide you. You know, yes. I can say, oh, you know what? You have financial issues. That's a root chakra problem. You probably crave a lot of carbohydrates for safety and security. Go to this person because they're going to help you with your finances. You know, there's, like I said before, there's no part of our lives we can leave out of our health and wellness picture. There's nothing, nothing yeah. can be left out. We have to include it all. And uh, I, I just, I, I, I was, I was thinking to myself, you know, this conversation today could go one of two ways, you know, but mm -hmm. thankfully you're open to everything and it works. It works out well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Cause again, the end goal is to help people get healthier. Like whether they train with me, whether they train with you, whether it's someone who's going to watch this and work with someone in their area, like it do doesn't matter. That's the end goal is to get yep. people healthier. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I love that. And I'm all for it. And I'm so with you. I, it's a hundred percent, hundred percent. Awesome. All right. So let's, let's get back to the weight gain and personality traits. Cause yes. I've said, like I've given speeches on this topic as well. I mean, not tied into psychic to psychic readings, but I know that personality trait is a direct correlation with weight gain. And a lot of it is going back to the subconscious mind. Like people don't realize that's our computer. So people upgrade their iPhones, they upgrade their Androids, they upgrade their laptops, but yeah. they're operating with the same brain that they operated with for the last decade. Mm -hmm. And not realize that as things change, you have to upgrade. Like you have to see the world differently. And as you said, you got to own your truth. Mm -hmm. And people are so afraid to own their truth, but they don't realize how, how much freer they become once they do it. Yeah. So, um, I think, I think a lot of times when people, uh, have specific personality traits. You, you've heard this and I've heard this. Um, oh, that's just who I am, you know? And you're like, well, you're also 60 pounds overweight. So is that who you want to be? You know, like, like literally, is there something about who you are right now that is so precious and meaningful that it supersedes your desire to be healthy, you know? So yeah. it, you can have that conversation. You know, I, I'm a behavior specialist certification uh, by NASM. Uh, you can have that conversation, but you really have to be willing to lose control Yes. in, in favor of something better. And I, I do find that, you know, like when I do my personality assessments and emotional assessments, it's the conscientious open ones that are always eager to learn and have the best results. You know, it's uh, the entitled controlling. They don't do as well. It's, you know, and that's part of the problem 
is that they want to, and they need to on a certain level, feel like the authority in their lives. Yes. And, and that's fine. That's great uh, for most things. When yep. it comes to, like I had one woman say to me, you know, she, we had a, a conversation prior to her assessment and she said, oh yeah, I have abdominal pain periodically. In fact, it's probably every morning. And I didn't go down the road of like food allergies or anything like that. I just said, okay, let's get through the assessment. And when that question came up in the metabolic assessment, she denied it. She was like, oh, I don't have any abdominal bloat or pain. And I said, you just, you just told me that. She's like, oh, they're just asking that because of, and I said, no. That's not up, up to you to decide. When you entrust me with your care, you're, you're choosing my education, my experience over your own yes. to tell you the right path. And when you, when you deny that, you don't allow any growth. There's nothing new learned. It's you just controlling it again. And then you're going to keep, you know, keep regaining the weight you just lost. Yes. So yeah, personality has so much to do with it. And uh, you know, even empaths, you know, they don't even know how to, they'll be honest with you in an assessment, but uh, someone who's sympathetic or empathic or sensitive, uh, they don't want to bother you with their problems, you know? So that's another issue, you know, like how do you grapple with that? You know, they don't want to, you know, put their problems on you because they know how it is to have that issue impact their energy. So they don't want to put that on someone else. So you have to kind of like, literally be a mind reader to kind of you know pull out some of that information that can help them be better at what they want to be better at and in very often people come to me for weight loss or you know fitness goals but they walk away realizing oh i've had a depression for the majority of my life you know yeah. let's work on that you know let's work on that together with your psychologist or therapist or whatever but let's work on that and then, and then the weight just drops off when, when we resolve that. But yeah. yeah, so I agree. Yeah. Personality has so much to do with it. Yes. Like I had someone, I, I reached out because our gyms here in Rhode Island, we were forced to close for two weeks. I so, saw your post. I'm bummed. I'm so sorry yes. for you. That's awful. Yes. It's, it, it sucks. But I mean, you know, I let people borrow weights and kettlebells and stuff. So, you know, we're, we're doing the virtual classes, but uh, this one person that was, in, in, in a rut, had just started back, and then like, I haven't seen her all week, so I texted her this morning, you know, where you been? Oh, you, you know, awesome. she, <laughs> you know she, she's like, oh, I'm, I'm not a virtual person. I'll, I'll be back when the pause is over. So, it, so it's like doing nothing for the next three weeks to a month is a better, is a better answer. It's like, yeah. is, it, is it ideal? No. And like, do, do I enjoy do, doing it? I mean, I get it done, but I would much rather be in person. Right, right. But it's about adaptation, and that's what yeah. pe people don't realize. Okay, so so it's going to be different for a couple of weeks, but it's better than doing nothing because do doing nothing doesn't lead to anything good. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely agree. In fact, you know, um, I find that the majority of the people who do online training, they're so grateful that they did it. You know, it's like a no-brainer at that point. They just they're thrilled to have had the experience, but I do have, um, I, you know, I, I, I think all trainers have a certain segment of clientele that are just willing to take the first excuse to get out of it. You know, yeah. like, like, let me just get out of this. 
It could be anything. It could be, oh, I stubbed my toe, you know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, like I, I heard someone, someone, they hurt their, they hurt a, a finger, a finger or wrist. I, I can't remember. And they're like, yeah, like, um, I can't work out for a couple of weeks. I'm like, why? I'm like, because I, like, I hurt my hand. I'm like, what about the rest of you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like, exactly. It's like, okay, so we won't stress this. That no. doesn't mean you can't work everything else. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, do absolutely everything you can without that part of your body. I mean, it's just a no brainer. I, I mean, you know, there's a whole other uh, lesson there about, you know, hurting yourself or injuring yourself, your body's telling you something, you know, okay, so you have to pay attention to that too. But in the meantime, yeah. you have to keep moving because the body was meant to move. Yes, it was meant to move. It was designed for movement. You know, yep. you're you're negating that ability and uh, that natural um, blessing in order to what, uh, you know, like just be more comfortable in your pajamas. And, you know, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I always tell, tell people, you know, pe people are saying, oh, well, you know, beauty is only skin deep. I said, like, this has nothing to do with beauty. Like I'm not helping people get beautiful. <laughs> I'm helping people get healthy. You know, it's about health. There's so many things like most of the cancers out there can be eliminated if we reduce obesity and somehow get rid of smoking, that 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 would take care of eight of the what was it, fifteen different cancers. Those two yeah. alone would take away half of them. Yeah, and of course, you know, as like a mind body person, I'm always looking at the level of anger and frustration in the in in the cancer patient's mind and body because anger is usually at the forefront of yeah. a cancer cell. It's not. It's not like. You know, I, I and I, I've known people that, in fact, my mother-in-law, she didn't smoke, but she drank champagne and had a steak every day, mm. and she lived until she was a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so those aren't exactly the the things that you would advise people to do, and yet, because I think she was emotionally responsible for herself, uh, she was able to kind of like have her cells replicate in a healthier manner mm. <clears throat> than what a you know. Uh, aggression towards uh, a parent or, you know, a spouse or something like that could produce or a divorced, you know, spouse could do. Yeah. Um, so those are, you know, that's the other piece of this, you know, I, I am all for weight loss and, uh, and I am for health and well being. but the book I'm writing now is more about waste, weight loss, but I think that the second book that comes out will be more about emotional well being and how that affects the cells as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, I uh, I totally agree, and it's it's one of those things that you can't necessarily you won't. And I, I I look at don't you see all these people who've gone through health crises, and then all of a sudden they're different, they're changed, they're completely yeah. different, and it's because of the ability to experience something so negative and come out of it on the other side. But why get to, into that position to begin with? Yeah. Let's be let's be authentic and honest about about our emotions now. You know, why wait? You know, there's nothing to lose. You have nothing to lose. Nothing. You will not be diminished by doing yep. this, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's like, you know, I've told I told my story on many occasions where I, I was overweight once and, you know, it was my my ex-wife, you know, left my infant son I. Oh. And so you know, it changed, it changed everything for, for me. Yeah. I, I was, you know, playing basketball, working out, running, like I was doing all this stuff. And then, you know, I did what I was supposed to do and just focused on him. 
Yeah. And then I ended up packing on the pounds. And, you know, I didn't really notice. It's like I knew I was heavier, but, you know, you'll just always look at yourself a little di- little differently than than what, what you usually do. Right. But it was just this one day where I was stepping out of the shower and I just caught myself in the in the mirror and I, I was horrified. I was yeah. absolutely horrified. And but for me, it clicked right there and I never went back. Like it just clicked at that moment. I was like, I am done. It's like I was like, you are an all-American athlete just a few years ago. I was like, and this this is it. I was like, no, like this is not happening. And I bought a jogging stroller. I had signed up at Gold's Gym because they had free babysitting, you know, and (laughs) I went through my house, got rid of all the bad food, went shopping, got Whole Foods in there. I I, I took took down 45 pounds in four and a half months. Beautiful. And I said, I will never, ever get over 200 pounds again. Never. And I did it. And and I've had seven surgeries and I still haven't gone over 200 pounds. God bless you. That's awesome. I, I think that takes a lot of courage and, and I give you a lot of credit. I think it's also, though, helpful that you had an experience of being healthy and fit before. Yeah. You know, a lot of people who are uh, sedentary and they've watched their parents be sedentary and then their doctor says, oh, you know, it's hereditary. you should lose you know, well, you should lose a little weight, you know, and they don't they don't have an experience of that. And mm. I think that's that's a harder position to be in than someone who was an athlete when they were a kid or, you know, did like myself discover group X when I was 18, um, you know, having being been inspired and having a mentor, you know, those are crucial attributes to have when you're a kid, just creating these new uh, thoughts about health and well-being. And yeah. if you don't have that experience, that's when, you know, people really get lost or, yes. you know, they're like, you like to sweat. I'm like, Oh my God, I love this one. I'd, I'd be driving down the road watching someone jogging and they're sweating to death. And I'm like, damn, I want that. You know, I, I, I tell people I suffer well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, it, to me, it's not even suffering. It's like, oh my God, I can feel every bone, every muscle working. Mm. What a blissful feeling that is. What <laughs> to know that I have that power, that grace, that endurance you know to know that i can do this you know and yes. and feel good while i do it it's a very it's a very uh self-esteem building uh exercise as well as physical exercise it just feels good you know yes and, and back to the point of what what we're talking about that stems from your mind like like yep. i said i look at a situation and i'm like how can i make make this challenging like i live right by one of our state parks and i'll put on a 20 pound vest put on a 50 pound sandbag and go walk around. I love it. You know what I mean? And it's like half, halfway through, I'm like, wow, this sucks. But it's like, <laughs> I got this stuff. Like, but I got Halfway it. through, you're like, I got to make it back to the car. <laughs> yeah, there's like most people, they, they stop at the suck. And they don't realize that when you push through it, that's where the magic happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, like I said, you had that experience. So that was very empowering for you. And you remembered that. It's like getting the yes. people who haven't experienced that yeah. to that point. And I used to be a big critic of like the 90 day challenge, the 30 day challenge, the 21 day challenge. But now I have uh, a little more um, room for that thought process in my own because yes, you should listen to your body and you know do a workout that's appropriate and right for you. However, 
I do believe that when you have surpassed a challenge, all of a sudden you start to see what's really possible yes. in terms of your goals, your weight loss goals, whatever they, they may be, or, or fitness goals. Yeah, I, I tell people to, to find their strong and don't look at someone else's strong. Because people don't don't realize like there's different levels to this, right? So like even even in my in my group group of clientele, I have this one woman. She she runs so fast, she's got endurance for days. She can just take off, and then like I have someone else where her goal is to just run around the building without stopping, right? And right. then the first time she did it, like she she had tears tears in her eyes. She's like, I did it without stopping. I was like, see, you got to find your strong. It's like, don't worry about the ones lapping you. Like they're on a different level. Like that has nothing to do with you. Right. <laughs> no, right. it's like, yeah, well, exactly. we, we want you to embrace your level. And, and it, it's so beautiful that you acknowledge that in the moment, because I think, um, you know, it, it is, it is an, an emotional hurdle as well as a physical hurdle for a lot of people. But, um, I, I don't like when I hear trainers like, come on, you, you know, go, you wussy, come on, let's go. Like, you know, mm. go harder, go home kind of thing. And that, that doesn't really work for everyone. You know, what, what, what does work is that kind of acknowledgement, like you just gave, you know, and, yes. and, um, and what works is the, the praise that comes after, but also, you know, kind of going back into their emotional history. Like what I, what I have done in the past, I go back into their emotional history and find out what, physical event happened that was negative to them. Yeah. So maybe this woman, you know, maybe running for her was like associated with a negative emotion or event in their lives. So then, then we talk that subconscious conversation, get the superconscious involved and we shift that emotion in the history of their memories. And then running around the building doesn't seem so hard. You know, like I said, yeah. it, it then becomes a natural, but again, you know, there's a good way to do everything and there's several great ways to do one thing. So, um, you know, I, I just love that you, you have this enthusiasm and you're able to share it and acknowledge people's soul and their spirit at the same time. It's, yes. it's beautiful. Yeah. And the, it's, this is the same, the same woman that ran around the building. It was one of her first days. Yes, Megan, I'm talking about you. If you're listening, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Like she was, we were doing squats and she was squatting down like half an inch. Yeah. And I was like, um, what is that? And <laughs> she got snappy with, with me and she's like, I can't squat. And I was like, okay, why not? And she's like, cause she had, I think she had two, two ankle surgeries. I want to say, and I guess the doctors pretty much told her she can't squat, but oh. little did she know she was dealing with someone that had a major knee injury. And the doctors told me I would never run or jump again. And I think at that point when I met her, I was like 60 races deep, <laughs> I want to say. So so I said, all right, listen, come over here, take the TRX. I said, just push your hips back, you know, wait on your heels and just come down as far as you comfortably can. Right. And so, so, cause like, cause she would just stop herself. Yeah. Like not even seeing what was possible. <clears throat> right. So, but by the end of that class, she, you know, holding on to the TRX, but she was able to get all the way down. And so my running joke joke with, with her anytime I'm like, hey Megan, remember that time you said you couldn't squat? Like I remind her all the time of that. Cause it's like awesome. it's like she just took that and internalized it. And people don't realize that that's gonna drive your action. So when that doctor told me I wouldn't run, run a jump again, I said, challenge accepted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my my mom was uh, she had rheumatic fever 
and they put her in a sanitarium on Long Island for three, not three days, not three weeks, not three months, three years, Wow, years. Uh, and she forgot what her parents looked like. I mean, it was a devastating, she's part of the reason why I do what I do right now. Mm. Um, but when she got out of the sanitarium, uh, the doctor said that she would never have children. She had four, you know, wow. and so this is, this is the, this is where our power steps in. You know, we can accept the limitations that other people put on us, but it's up to us to explore our limitations and yes. blow them out of the water if need be, if that's where we need to go. And, and your example, overcoming a knee injury and, and surgeries and, you know, kind of like showing someone like you're more than what your doctor says, you know, and not to say you shouldn't go to a doctor. Everyone who starts a fitness or weight loss program should absolutely, absolutely get their doctor's clearance first. Yes. Because of other reasons. But when we're talking about physical limitations, I had a woman say that uh, she, was, she was in her 70s and she said, you know, my doctor said just because I can move, I shouldn't really do that. And I'm like, really? Because that's the <laughs> proven way of longevity, you know, maintaining longevity and your range of motion, your coordination, your proprioceptive abilities, your balance, everything is, is going to work well as long as you continue using them. When you stop using them, they cease to function properly. So yeah, so yeah, test those limitations, get out there. I did, <laughs> over last summer, I did a, um, I was so inspired by the stunt women. Oh, yeah. You know, those videos, the stunt women videos yeah. they have on YouTube. I was so inspired. It was like a stupid little, but I did a, like a forward somersault, a cartwheel, and then a roundhouse kick. And that was so challenging for me, balance-wise and coordination. And, and even though like, I do all this fitness stuff, it's my fitness stuff. It's stuff that I know how to do. You know, So I, I found this very challenging, and my son's laughing at me. But I'll tell you what, I so, it's like I want to take a stunt woman class one day because I so enjoyed it. It was just such a challenge. Um, and like I said, they were simple moves. They weren't these really you know, big falls or anything like that. But it was, it was just a simple series you know, flow that I did. And, Oh, I, I just thought like the potential, the potential. I mean, I was a gymnast years ago, but the potential to kind of learn fitness through stunt master, you know, like it's just mm. like huge, huge. And and I've also been incorporating a lot of gymnastics moves that I remembered from my, you know, 13, 14 year old years into some of the exercises I do now, because I find that utilizing that fuller range of motion is actually more effective than just staying in one plane, you know? Yes. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm, I get stoked about the whole thing. <laughs> Have you heard of Les Brown, the, the motivational speaker? Have I heard of my course, son, right? my, of course, my son did a uh, dance mix to his, uh, uh, what, what was the quote? Um, uh, anything is possible. Is that the quote? Oh yeah. Anything. I, I forget what the quote was. Um, but anyway, he did a dance mix to it, and I was like, "I want this in my class." <laughs> you know, like, I want to nice. teach people fitness to this. Yes, I have heard of him. I love nice. him. Go ahead. I, well, I didn't mean to go on and no, on. No, 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 no. It's okay. Um, talk talking about about the healing and like listening to doctors doctors' orders. He had said something that I always say. So when that doctor said that to me, I was like, "You know medicine." I said, you don't know what I'm willing to go through. I said, there's a difference. 
there's a difference here. I said, so none of your degrees can match my determination to get better. Right. So Les Brown has cancer. You know, he's yeah, 75 I now. Know. And so he told a story a couple of weeks ago. I was, in, I was uh, taking part in a virtual, a virtual summit, and he was one of the, the speakers. And he comes on and he says, you know, when he was at his doctor's office and that the doctor came in and told him that basically he's got terminal cancer, he's stage four. Oh. And so Les says to him, he's like, so you're basically telling me I have how long to live? And he says, it's my job to tell you that what you're dealing with, my scope can't help you anymore. He right. said, how long you live is between you and God. Yeah. And I was like, that's, that's, that's powerful. And, 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 you know, for people who aren't, aren't re religious, it's, it's between, you know, that circumstance and your personal will to get through it. But yeah. I, I will say, yeah, yeah. And I will say, uh, you know, I've given readings to a lot of atheists and, um, and agnostics and i will say and and this is not like a judgment but the reflection is they are generally depressed mm. um, there's a lot of depression and um and they they struggle and they, they suffer and it's simply because they don't have a faith or belief in something that's greater than themselves yeah which um i let's go there you know god is like Wow, mm. like amazing uh, in transformation of, of you know, I mean, I, after I got attuned as a Reiki healer, I started to see all of the personality disorders and, and addiction and emotional traits in my family that I, I started to see it like, oh, it's out here. You know, it's mm. like with greater perspective. And I was stunned that, I didn't see that before. Yeah. So I think by introducing and, and allowing yourself to be a vessel for that healing energy, for that wisdom, for that uh, higher vibration, you actually are availing yourself of wisdom that you, you can't possibly summon on your own. Yeah. And that's what helps, like that's what produces spontaneous healing. That's what produces these you know, feelings of empowerment and joy and bliss and knowing that epiphanies do happen, they can happen. Uh, and, and I think that, whoa, baby, that and laughter and sex are probably the most healing, you know, <laughs> healing things we could ever experience as humans. And yeah. we're, you know, we're only getting a little piece of the pie when we, you know, you know, just read the Bible or we just, you know, go to church, live it, live, breathing God every day into your life, into your body. See those cells as like little parts of God. What's more empowering than that? You know, mm. wow. <laughs> just awesome. Just, it blows my mind. I'm sorry. I, I did want to go to see that happen. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> All right. So right, we're going to start bringing this down. And so you have a free offer. I'll, I'll let you talk about that. I do. Well, there's a couple of things going on. I will have, and I will say that um, if anyone chooses to join me in a virtual webinar I'm doing in January, Mind, Body, Soul Makeover, you can do any diet. You can work out with any trainer. This is just to help you empower you 
in whatever your choices are and helping you make good choices for you, who you are. What I found is like so many diets and exercise programs are meant for the masses. This will help you really hone in on what's right for you. So that being said, I'm sure like Rob has a fantastic program. I wouldn't want you to leave that. Just saying. Uh, but I also am offering a free 30 minute uh, mind body psychic reading just to help you kind of like hone in on your goals. Like I just had a woman call me from Canada. Uh, I was on a women's uh, empowerment summit and that ends today as well. I should have given you the link to that. I forgot about that. Mm. Uh, um, but that uh, woman, like one of the women heard me speak and she's just calling me for a free consultation. It's a half hour. It's in, it includes some of the psychic reading piece of it, but it also include a little bit of a subconscious conversation, things that we've been touching on here today. Yeah. So, yeah. So you can feel free to get your uh, free reading. And um, if you want, uh, you can also, um, you know, get a little more insight during the workshop that I'm giving. And I'm going to give you this uh, link, Rob, right now. I'm sorry. Okay. I'll send it to you in a second. But um, this link is for the um, private chat. Here we go. This link is for the uh, Women's Empowerment Summit uh, that I'm featured in. But you can also go to my website, which Rob already put up, and you can uh, – contact me through the contact contact form, include your phone number, because if you want a free 30 minute reading, mind body reading, include your phone number, because uh, I, as I understand it, some people are not getting my responses in my email. So I'll call you and we can set up a time or you can just send me times that you're available for a free 30 minute reading. And then you can um, leave your phone number and I can follow up with you that way and confirm your appointment. Okay. All right. So that's that's the link there with a that's okay that. so this is the empowerment summit if they want to hear me talk about um my experiences a little bit oh, gotcha. more in, de in depth and detail my website you can uh go to the contact form for a free 30-minute psychic reading or if you want more information about the mind body soul makeover in january that i'll be conducting probably the second or third week in january okay and so. what's the what's the web the website again just so i can put the link Oh, I'm sorry. It's mindbodymastery.org. Mindbodymastery.org. Yeah. Sorry. I thought I gave that to you. Maybe you did. I don't know. <laughs> Mindbodymastery.org for free reading. All right. So we've got that link in there. All right. Um, so anything else you want to you wanna say before we wrap it up? Uh, no. I just so much love uh, your support and that, you know, we're both on board for the same reasons and it's probably a good time to go because my dog's going to start barking <laughs> <laughs> no you're great thank you rob i so much appreciate your time all right thank you very much for being here much appreciated all right i'm gonna bump you out but don't go yet okay right, thanks, thanks audience thank you all right so that was nicole joining us so i am back this sunday with my guest daniela and uh, I'll put up the the online flyer with uh, what our topic's going to be and all that good stuff. So thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you reach out, mindbodymastery.org, for your free reading. And if you want to check out the Women's Empowerment Summit, it's womensempowermentsummit2020.com. 
and you can hear Nicole speak some more. So thank you very much for tuning in. Remember, if you got obstacles in your way holding you back, just shut up and grind. Have a great day. Have you thought about starting your own podcast? Well, if you have, then you want to download Anchor. It's the easiest way that you can make a podcast. They give you everything you need in one place, and it's absolutely for free. You can use it right from your phone or your computer. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, like on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and others. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So if you were thinking of starting your own podcast, you want to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com slash speaks on Instagram at Robert underscore B underscore Foster on Twitter at RBF underscore fitness and on Facebook at Robert B. Foster. Till next time, shut up and grind.